This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. All right. uh, We're going into another aspect of this whole thing right now. And uh, as I said, as the PC leadership is going into high gear, so is Patrick Brown's campaign to clear his name. Yesterday, we heard his first televised interview since his resignation, where he vehemently denied any wrongdoing and accused CTV, which aired the accusations of smearing and defaming him. CTV stands by its story, even though Brown's accusers changed some key details in their account of what happened. Uh, here on Fight Back yesterday, we spoke with Nick Sharitsis, a close friend and lawyer in charge of a website called Justice for Patrick Brown. And another prong is the attempt by supporters to show that his ouster was a, quote, inside job. Frances Bradshaw is a former staffer of Brown's, and she's working to set up a website called the Patrick Brown Inside Job dot com. So let's go to Francis Bradshaw. Hello, thanks for joining us. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, please tell me about uh, what you're doing, what you've got. I understand your website would be up, but uh, maybe the lawyers want to make sure everything you have in there is okay. Uh, you know, um, the story has really progressed so quickly, and um, I kind of got involved. I got called from my family member, and they said, you know what, there's a story coming down, there's a Me Too story coming about Patrick. And so me, like I think everybody else in almost the country, turned on their TVs. I think I actually went to my sisters and said, can I please watch your TV? I need to see. And uh, we watched what was probably the most heartbreaking press conference I had ever seen, Um, especially with my history knowing Patrick. I've known him since I was 16. I started as a volunteer at a very young age. I mean, you know, I'm... 31 now. So it's, it's, I've known him a very long time. And so it was really hard to see that because I knew what he was going through. And then, um, you know, I'm a woman and I'm a black woman. And so for me, I have to understand that just because it hasn't happened to me doesn't mean it can't happen. So the next thing was the story coming out. And the minute that I read through the story and, you know, I watched what CTV put out, I knew there was something wrong and I knew I had to figure out what was actually going on. And the more I started asking questions and digging and making calls, the more um, I went from being upset and hurt to angry. And so I think um, everybody needs to know the full conversation before they make a decision on this. Uh, okay, uh, so the inside job as a website to me suggests this is what a lot of people inside the Conservative Party are saying, that uh, this ouster was engineered by enemies inside the party. Is is that what you are going to try to show in your website? So what I'm going to show is what I've seen. I think that's all anybody in this situation can do at this point. You know, we don't have a court case to follow. We only have social media. We have, frankly, what I've seen from CTV is really shoddy reporting. And so we're stuck um, trying to put together the pieces. And so kind of my goal is to put together the pieces for everybody to see and for them to see what I've seen, add to the information, ask 
questions because I think that's what I've been doing since the beginning. I've been asking questions and getting answers, and the answers are making me mad. Uh, can you share some of them with us? I mean, again, the, the website title suggests that mm-hmm. you have a case that this was an engineered well, thing. Let's talk. I mean, let's, we can talk about this because this story didn't start um, recently. This has actually started a very long time ago, in my opinion. You know, we have this. I'm going to be lambasted for this, but there's a coalition of what I call regressive conservatives. And um, these are, they're the Trump coalition. They're the people who uh, were horrified by the idea of what Patrick was doing, because his his politics was revolutionary in terms of Canadian conservatism. How many, like, I've never seen this many people of color involved in the Conservative Party in my life. And I've been around for, you know, 15 years. I was often the only black girl in the room everywhere. I've worked on the Hill. I've worked in multiple MPs' offices. Patrick was doing things that were incredibly different, and that was making some people within the party incredibly mad. We've seen websites already out, right? We have the Axe the Tax community, and we had the, and it's not that people don't have, um, that conversation is not valid and discussion is not valid. That's politics. But this took politics too far. And what it really did that really offended me is it took Me Too, which is a very valid and important movement, and it took it too far. And, you know, I started saying, this is what I call Me Too Far. And People are getting mad at me, but we really need to have that conversation. Well, I I mean, a lot of people are having that conversation about Me Too outside of the Patrick Brown story. But again, just to get to get back to that. So you're saying that there are people who didn't like him because he was bringing in other communities. Is that what you're saying? I think there's people. It's a cult. It's a group of people who all had different reasons as to why they didn't want him as leader, right? Politics is full of competing agendas and priorities. Exactly. And are you saying that they kind of set up or or induced these women to make up allegations? Is that what you're saying? 100%. Somebody did. And, And do you purport to know who? No. I'm not going to claim to know exactly who did it, but I'm going to tell you where things are pointing as to who knew what, where, and when. That is the issue. And, it, you know, it's very interesting because I heard your, a bit of your call with Christine. And uh, Christine, it, so I'll go to Saul Klassen. Have you heard of him? Uh, no. Okay. So he's a social psychologist. He appeared in that documentary called Central Park Five. And so he talks about why it's really difficult for people to change their minds when they've decided somebody is guilty, right? He says the problem that's what, it's once you form a strong belief that someone is guilty of a crime, the contradicting details are just that. They are details that don't fundamentally change our belief in their guilt. And so when we start off this conversation in the media, the way that this was brought forward, it creates this um, illusion of guilt that is very hard to get away from, right? And so Christine turns around, you know, she says, I know he's trying to clear his name, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if he can do that before the provincial election, you know, we should let him run. Now, I think from what your conversation, you might want to correct me on this because I was furiously jotting, jotting down notes. She said... Um, that she would be the one in the end who would have to determine whether or not his papers would be signed, if she is the leader, right? So first you have to elect me in order for me to graciously let him back in. Well, let's be honest. This is Elliot's third time trying for leadership of the party. She lost to him in 2015. I think she lost to Hudak in 2009. So politically speaking, um, in leadership terms, she's a loser. And, you know, that's okay. 
And we have Vic Fidelli. He's a leadership attempted failure. He says he's asking Patrick to take a leave of absence until the allegations are dealt with. And to me, I think what I've heard from Christine on her call is her and Vic blowing hot political air. You know, and I'm not afraid to call them out on it because it begs the question that I think one supporter really brought well up on Facebook. She says, how does one deal with allegations that are not reported to police and are strictly reported to the media? How does one deal with allegations that are not well, a criminal matter and they have no way to actually deal with them? What does that look like? That's the question that I was uh, asking. And she didn't answer your question well, at she's, all. Well, she sort of did because she said that if she's elected, it will ultimately, she will make the determination. Um, and that I'm, I think is so wrong because there are voters who democratically elected Patrick Brown. He was not, he was, I don't think he even, he, I don't even think he resigned. I'm seeing so much information coming out that um, really puts the whole resignation into question. Well, yeah, I think people forced this. A lot of, a lot of people are saying that and we'll have to see how it plays out. Francis Bradshaw, we're out of time on this. Thanks so much uh, for joining us and uh, we'll have to see how this and your website unfold in the coming days. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Um, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to switch gears and talk to our trusted contributors from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And the topic is quitting smoking, something that is very hard to do. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.